In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Hi there, this is Pat McDonald, back with you with Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Before I introduce my next guest, I just wanted to give one shout-out to a woman who called at the last segment to remind people about the dangers of cell phones. And I apologize for not talking about it at the last segment, but I wanted to recognize the caller and to say yes. Please get off the cell phones when you're driving. So um, I want to welcome my guest, Dana Robinson, who's the executive director for Cabot Arts. She, I'm so thrilled that she took the time to talk to us today because I think she's got her hands full a little bit. Uh, Dana, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. And it's a he, by the way. Oh, that's what, oh, you're right. Go ahead. Sorry about that, Dana. I don't know why I thought that. Very strange. But anyway, um, so thank you for that. And uh, you've got your hands full, for sure. Um, you've got an inaugural Cabot Cheese and Culture Festival scheduled for this Saturday from 12 to 5. And could you tell us about this and how it came to be? Uh, well, the idea had been around for a few years. And I guess then coming out of the pandemic, um, some folks in Cabot came together to discuss how to actually make it happen. And we were thinking about, you know, what, is, what does Cabot have going on? What are our assets? And, you know, of course, we, we thought of cheese. And, um, uh, you know, but we wanted to the festival to feature and support as many of the smaller Vermont producers and farmers as possible. And uh, so that, that's essentially it. That's great. And, but I, I looked at, at, I love people who can organize events like you do because, I mean, this must have taken you just a little while to pull together. You have, and I, I'm going to ask you uh, a little <laughs> yeah. bit later to go through, um, who you've got there and your sponsors. I mean, you've been on the phone a little bit, I think. This is great. Well, well, yeah. I mean, planning started, uh, last winter, basically yeah. January and February. And, um, you know, Cabot Arts primarily is a, is a concert organization, and, and we, we, we do classes and workshops, and but um, kind of music-centric. But in looking around Cabot as to, you know, who might be able to organize this sort of event, we just thought, well, you know, let's, let's, let's have uh, Cabot Arts give it a try. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've basically That's spent great. the entire year so far getting to know a whole new... <laughs> Uh, community of, of people in Vermont. And that's, you know, the, the producers, the cheese producers yeah. and all the fermented food producers and, and, and just, uh, it's just a completely different, uh, um, wheel of cheese, if you will. Well, yes. I can tell you, my husband and I are going to be there. I can't think of a menu oh, nice. or a dish that I don't make that has cheese in it or on it yeah. or right. somewhere on the table, there's cheese. Yeah. I love it. And, yeah. um, and, and I was looking at the list of people that you're going to have there. Uh, you've got, as you talked about, the cultured and fermented foods, chefs from the area, brewers, cider, wine, mead makers. What, Dana, what yeah. is mead? Oh, mead simply is a fermented beverage made from honey. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a honey based 
it, it's it's a, just a delightful beverage. And, I and bet people should know about it. Yeah. I'm, I use honey as well a lot in uh, dressings and all kinds of things. And then yeah. I learned what I am, and I hope I can – terophile, that's me. Sure. Yeah. Do, well, do, a lot of us are, and we don't even know. <laughs> that's a person who loves cheese, for those of you wondering what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I had to look both the mead maker up, and I must say the definition still didn't help me any, so thank you for that. And the turbophile, I understood right away. I said, yep, that's me. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, I mean so, since a lot of us love cheese, this is an opportunity for the people who attend this festival to get into a layer deeper from what we usually see at the commercial market. I mean, these are producers that make artisanal cheese. We might think, oh, artisanal handmade cheese, yeah, so what? But when you get actually into tasting it and putting and just comparing it to the average cheese that we get commercially, it's just a completely different league. It's just it's just more interesting. It's 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 more delicious. It's and 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 it's connecting the people with the people who make our cheese in Vermont. Vermont producers. That's that's really great. Um, you also in Cabot, you've got two. I don't know what to call them eateries because one of them is at Harry's Hardware. Um, yep. But you've got the Headwater Restaurant, and they're participating yep. in this. And I just saw on the agenda, so I've got to get. That there's at three o'clock. Maybe you can talk about the den and what they're offering yeah. at three o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, uh, well, we, we wanted to include the uh, local eateries in um, the festival program, and we also wanted to host cheese pairings. And they would be cheese pairings with, in the case of Harry's, the den at Harry's Hardware, that um, they're basically a, a, a pub. Mm-hmm. In a hardware store, and they're both. It's a fully functional hardware store, old-fashioned storefront. It's the coolest thing. Exactly. Um, but but so there, uh, we're going to have the cheese and cider pairing uh, at the hardware store. Um, uh, some of our artisanal cheeses, uh, along with um, you know chosen um, uh, beers and ciders from our featured um, producers at the festival. And that will be at Harry's Hardware at three o'clock, and uh, there'll be two. No, there'll be one. There'll probably be two seatings, but starting from three, going to four at the latest. And then next door, right next door at Headwaters Restaurant and Pub, uh, they have a wine and liquor license. So we decided to have the wine and cheese pairing there, nice. and also another spirits and cheese pairing there at. 350 and 420 or something like that. So just so everybody knows, you've got to sign up for either one of these events at the Welcome Gate yeah. when you come in, correct? Uh, that is I, correct. Now the, cho- the decision is which one do you choose or maybe both. That's really well, gosh, good. You can do the, uh, yeah, you can do the beer and cider yeah. one early, and then you can come back for the wine or spirits uh, one after that. I'm lo- do you go. know, the first time I went into Harry's, I, a friend of mine from Cabot uh, said, I'll meet you at Harry's. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, <laughs> because, well, if you want to meet at the hardware store. And I walked in, and I f- almost fell over. It was amazing. I mean, it wonderful? was like yeah. half the town was there. It was oh, it yeah. was fun. Just great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just proud of our I – and mean, we love our kind of – it's our local – place you know it's just a a cool place to go um and aside in 2017 uh we started a, a weekly old-time jam session there on sunday oh, afternoon. Stop. and it's been going for over six years now 
and people love it. I bet. I used to go yeah. in New York City down to Spring Street where they had all the, the, the jazz and the live, you know, just get stand up and go on stage and, and play. I'm, we got to yeah. check that out. That's so cool. Yeah. So I, I read that you're kind of doing this. I, I didn't quite get the sense of what how it involved, but with the Cabot Annual Fall Foliage Festival. So that's right. happening at the same time. And yeah. that's a good idea. We, well, yeah. I mean, we're discussing this with the Cabot Community Association, who hosts the Fall Foliage Festival. It's... um. It's kind of a, a week or ten day long tour of, of, of different towns in the region, and Cabot today falls on this Saturday. And you know, we were looking at this and how to conceive of the fall foliage and the, and the cheese and culture festival together, mm-hmm. and we saw that they fit together. Kind of, they, they dovetailed. We neither of these events had conflicting uh, activities, and we thought, well, why why don't we just put Great. it together? And people can come for one and then hang out for the other, you know. Um, l- like, for example, if you come and sample the, the Cheese and Culture Festival, uh, um, you know, in the afternoon, then there's still time to go up to Burt's Orchard or Great. or go to the, you know, the Cabot Historical uh, Society or visit Sox Valley Farm or, you know, any of these other things that the Fall Foliage Festival features. That's great. And it's going to be a beautiful day. We know it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And it's a be- it, that town is so charming. I love Cabot. Um, and um, the people are wonderful, too, those that I know. Yeah. So um, I, we have to take a break in a few minutes, Anna, but maybe just in the next minute or two, um, and then we'll pick it up on the other end. Could you talk about... Um, the festival itself, what's happening, and yes. maybe um, I hate to single out some sponsors because you have got quite the list. So um, maybe we could just recommend people go on your website because you don't wouldn't want to leave anybody out. You've got uh, people that Absolutely. we that we know and and uh, support. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, please. Oh, after the break or before the uh, break? No, uh, you know what? Let's see. Well, we can – oh, no. You can, why don't you just jump right in and then I'll I'll interrupt you and we'll take a break and – There we uh, go. Okay. Um, well, you know, we, we have um, seven cheese producers featured, which is exciting. You know, everybody from Cabot and Jasper Hill, the big guys, to smaller ones like you know, Bridport Creamery and West Hill Creamery and North Meadows Farm, Ice House Farm, all these – um, smaller kind of mom and pop producers, but um, it's it's real exciting. We've got, you know, these um, f- fermented producers. Of course, it's a culture festival. So, what we mean by culture is fermented things, you know. And you know, in terms of uh, kombuchas, people can learn about kombucha. Uh, Rhapsody Foods is a is a, a, a national brand of fermented foods, uh-huh. miso and tempeh and such. That is located right here in Cabot, and they'll be running a miso demonstration. Oh, I love miso. And, yeah. I um, haven't gotten into kombucha yet. They've got it at my price chopper, and everybody's buying it, but I I don't know. I'm working on it. You, you know, um, all I would say is don't um, put it off wholesale. I found that I was slow to come to kombucha also, and then I found a particular brand that uh, I love. Oh, okay. So, Gotta keep trying. Then, yeah, well, I, you know, it's it's good. It's actually very good. Huh. It's, uh, you could think of it as a sparkling wine sometimes, or you yep. could think of it as a beer sort of beverage, but it's non-alcoholic, 
and it's delicious. Yeah. Well, I've certainly seen people walking out of the store with, with it, and uh, yeah. I think, what's wrong with me? Because I do like food. <laughs> and I will be here, speaking of 1230, somebody's going to teach us how to make sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian uh, Lyman is a, 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 our regional or our, our, our local uh, fermentologist. He's uh, our enthusiast of all things fermented, and he'll be running a what we call a kraut mob, which Crazy. is um, uh, a group exercise in sauerkraut making. That and so, yeah, 12.30, please come in. Uh, well, I'm going to be there because uh, a pork roast and kraut, that's sign me up. Uh, Dana, do you know, I used to make, do you know what rennet tablets are? I used to make... Yep. My own cheese back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I used, yeah, yeah. I can't find them. Rennet tablets and they would, it would be like using milk and the rennet tablet would sort of have a cheesecloth and it, it was like uh, mozzarella balls. And I would sure. put different sure. things in it to, to spice it up and I had so much fun making, but I can't find rennet tablets anywhere. I should go well, on Amazon. Uh, well, you know, maybe Amazon, but also um, um, I think it's New England Cheese Supply Company. Oh, no uh, kidding. Located in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th- that sounds like a segue into talking about our, our Cheese Making 101 workshop. Oh, please go right and, ahead. And I'll be right there, yeah, too. Well, Brian uh, Lyman, our, our consultant, has, has worked in the past for Jasper Hill, and he knows cheese inside and out, and uh, he will be leading a um, half-hour demonstration on cheesemaking, the basic. He he wants people to basically leave after the demonstration feeling like they can make cheese at home, and he'll have it all laid out for you. And uh, I'm sure if you ask him where to get those rennet tablets, he'll be able to tell you. Oh, that that, seriously, I I keep telling my husband, I really do know how to make cheese. I really do, but I can't (laughs) find them anywhere, and um, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure he's got a better approach than using the tablets, but what fun. Thank you. Yeah, um, and yeah. you also have a, a speaker, Paul Kin. I can't. Kinstead. Kinstead. Thank you. Yeah, he's uh, his 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 new book. Uh, well, he's a professor at UVM, and we feel really fortunate to get him to come out for this. We we sort of sent him an invitation to speak on, on a wing and a prayer, and he said yes. Oh, great! So we're so psyched. He, he wrote this. He's written several books, uh, but his his most recent one is is entitled. Cheese and culture, and oh. um, and he'll be speaking about what is so special about Vermont cheese, and he has the answer for that. Ah, so, so I'm looking forward to that. It's because it's made with love. I can answer that. Um, you know what's so much fun is when you go traveling. And you see cabbage cheese, you see um, all the different cheese at Jasper Hill. I, we, uh, we've been camping in Maine, and uh, there's a deli in town that just has everything Vermont. And it's uh, I love it. Even, oh, no, they don't have Vermont maple syrup. They'd kill me if I said that. But they have all the cheeses. So um, that's yeah, yeah. cool. You just now, can't go wrong. I, no, yeah. it's it's awesome. You also have a cheese and wine pairing event at the festival itself. You don't have to go to the... To Harry's, uh, to the Den, or to Headwaters, correct? Well, well, the, the the formal pairing is at the Den. Yeah. However, if if at the um, uh, on the common at the the vendors market where all the producers are, yeah. you will be able to sample the cheese there yourself. Ah. And uh, and if you wish to to purchase it, you can do that there also. But. This year, the festival is free of admission, so people can just come 
and sample cheese to their heart's content. That's great. Yeah, we should emphasize that. This is free, folks. Um, I'm, I'm sure that Headwaters and the Den, you have to pay. I think you mentioned that. Um, yep. but, but everything else is free. So, um, yeah. Come on down yeah, and. Yeah, the miso making, the cheese making, the kraut mob. Well, actually, we're asking a, do- a small donation for the kraut mob thing, but re- honestly, it's it's re- it's real, all free. Uh, oh yeah, that's really great kraut. If you can't have hot dogs without kraut, I don't know where I pick that up, but I <laughs> I find sauerkraut with my hot dogs everywhere. There was a place in Maine we would stop because he actually had sauerkraut that he would make for the hot dogs and. Uh, it just, that's, that's how I eat hot dogs anyway. That's really nice. cool. Yeah. So you've got, I'm looking at, I don't want to mention them all because, but you have got so many incredible sponsors and, um, we have got wonderful wineries here. I'm just looking at the Snow Farm Winery, uh, vineyard. Um, I had, uh, David, the owner up on, on the show a while ago and, um, uh, that wine is fabulous. Whenever I would go mm-hmm. out of town to visit people, I always try to bring them Vermont wines because, mm-hmm. besides, and cheese. So, you know, you come, come handed, uh, walk in with the uh, appetizers all ready to go. Um, yeah. so I really want to thank you and I hope that people will, um, show up. If you want to hold on, Dana, we've got a caller. Uh, Cindy oh, yeah. from North Faison called in. Cindy, go ahead. You're on the air. Did we lose her, Danny? Uh, I think Cindy might have hung up. She's probably going to call back. Um, and uh, sorry, it's, this gets a little tricky. Technology above my pay grade, I'll tell you. Um, and, okay. and they keep telling me, keep talking, keep talking. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't too hard for me, fortunately. But um, anyway, I hope that this is the beginning of something fabulous for Cabot and for all our cheesemakers and our and our chefs. Um that's another thing we have fabulous here in Vermont is chefs. Um, it's just we have, I keep talking about this all the time. Music, theater, arts. We are one fortunate state to have all of these talented people right in our backyard. Well, you know, I learn about this every day as well. And when Headwaters opened, uh, Headwaters hired um, a, a local chef that I didn't know previously. And he's making great food. And Headwaters... It will be uh, featuring some cheese base, of course, yep. menu specials, you know, um, you know, baked brie on fruit <gasps> and uh, poached, poached pears with cinnamon whipped mascarpone cheese, uh, uh, you know, Cabot grilled cheese, of course, with apple butter, bacon and maple syrup. That's a classic. That's but awesome. So, 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 yeah. So if you're curious about Headwaters, you can Google Headwaters Restaurant and Pub. Yeah. And, and I should let your listeners know about how to find more out about the fall foliage. Yes, please. Um, it's simply go online and, um, and type in cabotvermont.org. And, um, and, uh, the Cabot Fall Foliage Festival is honestly, it's like a page long <laughs> listing of things to do starting at, starting at eight in the morning all the way through 630. Oh. So there's like walking groups, there's, you can go to Goodrich's Maple Farm. There's tours there. Um, you know, there's Backroads Farm up Ur- Ur- Urban uh, Farm Road. There's a pottery uh, uh, gardens. Nice uh, organic vegetables. You know, it's it, oh, I, I have to mention the turkey dinner at the Cabot Church starts at five o'clock. Oh, seriously! And our live our, our live music of the uh, of the afternoon is a great band from 
Montpelier called Les Dead Ringers. And it's kind of a New Orleans, uh, Muscle Shoals, just kind of a, a great party band. Cool. And how did, yeah. from the turkey dinner, uh, Dana, how do you sign up for that? Is it uh, already full or, um, do you uh, know anything? Let's, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the oh, uh, information here. That's okay. It's, it's takeout only. There's oh, actual take- seating available. Okay. And, and I think, and it says reservations not needed. Oh, wow. Good for and them. It starts at five, five o'clock. All right. I've got my yeah. days planned out already. This is great. Yeah. Sauerkraut to a turkey dinner. What a deal. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of wine in between. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's never bad, is it? Wine is good. Yeah. Wine's healthy for you, they say. That's why I think kombucha is also supposed to be healthy for you. Um, so I've got a, what, what do you, would you share what you drink of the kombucha? What? What's the flavor uh, you like? Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't mean to, to publicize them, but no. my, my favorite is Aquavite. Aquavite. Um, I, I just really love uh, their um, blood orange uh, okay. one and their peach out one, and they make a wonderful one, uh, one with turmeric. Um, they, they, they just know how to balance their flavors. All right, I'm going to check it out. I'll hold you to it. I'll see you on Saturday and tell you. I think the uh, the peach out would be my would be the one that would attract me the most. Um, that's yeah. great. I've got to get with the program, so I've got to learn how to enjoy it um, because yeah. everybody I know is doing it. Um, no Limburger, eh? My father, his favorite cheese was Limburger, and you could tell the minute you, like, parked the car outside that he was eating his cheese, it would kill you. And uh, the older and riper and smellier it was, he was in heaven. And, of course, some, myself and my sister, we'd, like, go hide somewhere, but you couldn't escape the smell. That yeah, stuff will, right. that stuff will kill you. But he loved no. it. He absolutely loved it. Huh? Oh, it's good for you. There's, there's lots of flavor. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it clears out your sinuses. If you have a cold, you don't have to worry. Anyway, I want to thank you for all that you're doing uh, for Vermont and for Cabot. And uh, our cheesemakers and wineries, everybody, thank you very much for all your effort. I, we're going to be there to hopefully make it a success, and I hope all our listeners will show up. It's on the um, uh, the Village Green. Is that what we call it in Cabot? That's, it's the Cabot Village Common. Yes. Oh, Village Common. I knew that was the right word. Okay, cool. Thank you very much, Dana. We'll see you You're on welcome. Saturday. Um, and thank you. Um, Sounds good. Yes, it's great. And keep up the good work. So um, I just, uh, we have another minute or two, so I want to, uh, I tell you, have salumi there. Um, oh, there's so much to eat, and you can probably snack on everybody's table when they're, when they're doing exactly. di- You know, what, 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 uh, another uh, producer we're really happy to have uh, is that we have two bakers coming. One is Heyday Farm, which is yeah. located here in Cabot. And they make beautiful sourdough breads. Oh. And then, and then uh, there's um, kind of an up-and-coming non-gluten bakery called Bonte Bakery. And, and they make arguably some of the best non-gluten bread nice. in the state or, or in all of New England. And so they'll be for, – for you non-gluten people, they'll be here. And, and I recommend you trying them out. Dana, just one more question before we go. What is Tempe, yeah. T-E-M-P-E? I believe tempeh is a soybean, a fermented soybean cake. Oh. It's like, a, it's like they make um, like tempeh rubens. Uh, really? Or, uh, 
Yeah, and you can fry it, and it's actually very good. Huh, I'll have to check it out because I just saw that on your list, and I'm like, what is that? I've learned a lot. Thank you very much, Dana. We will see you on Saturday. Dana Robinson from the Cabot Arts. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Hello there, it's Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Joining me is my hero, Scott Waterman, who's the Director of Communications and Policy for the Vermont Agency of Agriculture, Food, and Market. Scott, welcome to the show. I am very glad to hear I'm someone's hero. Yes, you are. My daughter's. (laughs) <laughs> you are, and you deserve that title. Um, it's a long story. I won't share with the audience, but thank you very much for coming on. Um, I don't know if you heard the prior segment about the Cabot Cheese and Culture Festival. I'm going to. I'm going to that. Oh my God! I live for cheese. Yeah, well, you can't lose with cheese. No. Nope. And uh, since my topic is maple, I, I I would say it's right up there with maple. That's exactly why I why I tracked you guys down and asked for some help to come on today because you want to talk pairing. There you go. Yeah. And do you know what exactly. I, I I looked up um and we'll we'll get to the to the talking about the topic in a minute. I looked up all the food that you can make with maple syrup and um I typed up this list a mile long. It's just amazing the things that, that people use maple syrup for. So, um, well, maybe we'll get a chance to chat about my list there. But anyway, I had gotten in touch with you and with Ensign about the Vermont Maple 100. It's an event, um, that it's, and it advertised that it was back this year. I'm assuming COVID might have done it in for a year or two. Um, it's interesting the the Maple 100 started in the year of 2020, which was the year the, the uh, pandemic started, as a pilot program. Uh, it was conceived the year before. Um, we uh, took some funds from it's part of the ACER grant that the agency uh, applied for and was uh, granted through USDA. And part of that ACER grant is to market. Uh, our maple um, products in our industry, and the Maple 100 was sort of conceived out of that. And in 2020, when the pandemic started, was our our pilot huh. year, I, I guess we call it. Um, so it's been around since 2020. Oh, that's really great. So the co- the COVID uh, didn't really impact it all that much because it's back, and you advertised that this year was bigger, sweeter, and more exciting than ever before. So why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about Vermont Maple 100, what it's all about? So it is, like I said, it's a, uh, um, a grant-funded program right. that we've created for the last few years that pulls together as many maple opportunities as we can find from vendors and uh, event organizers, um, maple-related opportunities that folks who are interested in maple during the fall foliage season, which isn't technically our traditional uh, right. maple season, um, we thought that those two pairings of fall foliage, what could be more Vermont than that, yep. plus maybe right up there with fall foliage is maple. And if we paired those two together into a marketing program that allowed folks who were visiting Vermont experienced maple maybe they hadn't experienced maple before visiting vermont um getting those two together was a great opportunity for those folks visiting vermont but also for our maple producers and our our product producers that's great well i know you you provided suggestions to businesses uh to promote some kind of uh, tantalizing it says maple inspired product hosting an unforgettable event 
and creating a special Vermont maple menu at your restaurant, which got me to looking up uh, all the different recipes you can <laughs> use maple for. So I, I read um, the last festival. They There was a report on your website about how successful it was. Can you talk about this year and and how successful it was? And also talk about the, um, what is it called, the Meander Passport. Maple what a- Meander. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about the Maple Meander is that it's, this is the first year of this so-called passport. And the idea is if you go to six different locations that are involved in Maple 100 and you log your passport with those locations, you then qualify for a prize. Uh, you submit your passport to Kristen Brassard at the Agency of Agriculture. And once you have completed those six visits, you, you're submitted for a prize. That's uh, I don't know what the prizes are at this point, but um, I'm sure they're maple-related and pretty tantalizingly awesome uh, since they're part of the Maple 100. Um, and uh, I would suggest that anybody who's interested in that or any part of the Maple 100, they go to VT Maple 100, all one word, and you'll get to... Uh, the website for the Maple 100, and you can find Maple 100 events. Um, we have a map there that uh, allows you to track where in Vermont you might be and what Maple 100 events or locations, uh, participating vendors are nearby. That's it gives crazy. you the opportunity, the Maple Meander gives you the opportunity to you know, experience Maple in a, in a different way. So just, just for my edification, uh, I know some friends who – uh, tap trees, um, make syrup and have a label and they sell them. Do they, if anybody that sells maple syrup, do they have to be registered and, and, um, regardless of size of, uh, of their, and, you know, their endeavor there? You mean with with the Maple 100 or with... No, with that, just us as a state and agriculture. Anybody that's got a small, um, a farm that they may sell, uh, you know, maybe a couple of dozen uh, bottles, and they sell it. Do right. they have to be inspected and there's registered? A couple of different, there's a couple of different things that happen there. Uh, maple Sugar Makers Association has an inspection program that they they want all maple producers to be a part of, so that they um, uh, are aware of their business and their their production facility. Uh, the Agency of Agriculture, if there is a labeling um, part of their business, that's what we inspect. We uh. make sure that the labeling is appropriate uh, and making sure that the product, we, we do taste testing, making sure that the product is uh, protecting the Vermont brand. Uh, the Vermont brand is, is so important for so many different um, Vermont crops and uh, branding yep. um, elements and the idea is that it, we want to make sure that someone's maple is up to that standard. Oh, thank you for that. I remember how many years ago they, the federal government wanted to label maple syrup as, as a sugar. And it's like, God, you want to kill a product. Um, I, yeah. thank goodness, whatever you all did to tell them to go away, they went away, thank heaven. <laughs> no, that was like, well, what? The, the beautiful part of maple is that it is, it's extremely healthy. Uh, sugar, and I've discovered recently that if I, my mom, I'm nice, I, I love my coffee. I discovered recently that maple in my coffee was actually quite good and a, a much better substitute than regular sugar. Oh, that's a good idea because I do like yeah. s- 
my coffee, um, I don't do it because I try to be healthy, but I, I like it a little sweet, and that would be a healthy way to do it. Yeah. Good job. How many are, are there recognized maple producers in Vermont? What's the, what's the number? Do you have that off the top of that your head? I do not have. Oh. Uh, that would be a pretty large number. Yep. They, they come in all shapes and sizes. I think you mentioned that the, the small, um, maple sugar producers may produce, you know, 50, bottles, half gallons, gallons right. a year, and, and others are producing much, much more than that. Um, so we we just love our, our sugar makers, and anybody who produces maple syrup is a, a great value to the state. And so we're just looking to make sure that they have access to as many markets as possible. That's great. And so I presume uh, there's a list of who participates in this uh, Vermont Maple 100 um, with maybe a, a sign on their door that says, uh, you know, we're part of this? I believe that we sent out something that they could post. Ah. And the um, the website contains all of the businesses. Uh, so if you went to VT Maple 100, uh, there's uh, Maple 100 businesses as part of that. And on the map that I mentioned, it's every Maple 100 uh, participant is there on the map um, with a nice, beautiful red maple leaf. Great. And uh, that, if you go into that map, it can produce a list for you of all the uh, vendors. Excellent. That's great. Um, and I read from from the prior year's um, summary that, and I'll read it to you. It says, from creamies to cocktails, sugar house tours to foliage hikes, craft beer to dog treats, and concerts to farm dinners. So people are being very creative about how to use maple syrup, huh? Oh, as always, and uh, fortunately, it is being recognized. I think you mentioned this before as, as a really important ingredient for recipes. Um, yeah. Besides its taste, you know, everyone loves maple. It's being recognized for its value as an ingredient into uh recipes. Well, there's an and, actual cookbook that's based on maple yeah. syrup as its main ingredient. I'm actually going to get it because I thought, why not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, if you like maple in any way, shape, or form, then yeah. you're going to love a recipe that includes maple. Well, I have a great recipe for um, for salads I make, which is oil and vinegar and maple syrup. <laughs> and um, everybody comments, oh, this is great. And I I tell them, well, I, if I, I'd have to kill you if I told you the secret ingredient. But here I am on air. It's maple syrup. And uh, <laughs> so... You, you've marketed this program uh, around, um, uh, out of state metropolitan areas. I know Worcester, Boston, Albany, New York City. So you've really, um, just got the word out to our neighbors and friends. Yeah, um, we, we really want to make sure that folks who are coming here for the foliage season, um, which I suppose is now through the end of October, depending on the weather. Yeah. Uh, my backyard doesn't have much uh, color in it, but I'm in Burlington. So if you go up into <laughs> the kingdom, probably seeing a lot more. And we know that there are buses here already. And part of our marketing uh, efforts was wrapped around, you know, the, the folks that come here during the foliage season through bus tours and other perhaps travel agency type trips, um, making sure that those folks are aware of Vermont Maple 100 is, is a, is a marketing program or a program that they could participate in while they're here for fall foliage season. And, you know, what better, what two things go better together than foliage and maple. Right. Exactly. I love that. That's a great catchphrase. 
Hey, Scott, I just saw on my list of recipes, coconut maple coffee. What do you think? Ooh. I know, right? Coconut. I gotta, you know, a, I'll have to try that. I gotta get I, the I recipe. Judgment or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny when I looked at the recipe, it, maple syrup, um, goes with chicken, goes with squash, okay. salmon. I mean, these recipes go on and on and on. I don't know. They keep I used, mint- to, I used to put it in a, I used to make jambalaya regularly and I used to put it a little bit into my jambalaya. Oh, yummy. So, and right why on. not? I said, well, listen, I was brought up, should I mention, because she's in the news all over the place, Aunt Jemima. That's what we were brought up with in New Jersey. And when I came to Vermont, to tell you the truth, it was a little hard to get used to real maple syrup because I was used to drinking sugar. Um, and now, now I, I can't eat anything else but the real deal. Um, it really, what a difference. And I think back about... What the heck I was eating, although um, Aunt Jemima's have got some problems of, of their own, which is very sad, but it's another story or another show. Um, but anyway, so what uh, it said in your on your website, bigger, better this year. Do you know what uh, your staff has done to make things bigger, better this year than ever? And um, how's well, the reaction been? The So the Maple 100 title is an interesting story. The initial thought was let's do a marketing program that runs up, uh, up Vermont Route 100. Ah. So it's the rural road that takes folks from south to north if they're coming to Vermont, and there's lots of things to do on it, especially maple-related. Uh, and so that's, I think, the initial reason we had the 100 attached. So then it turned into, well, we, we want to make sure people all over the state can participate. We don't want to just do Vermont 100, even though that's a great right. road and route. Um, we want to include the whole state. So we said, well, Maple 100 is a great title. How can we change that, the meaning? And so we turned it into 100 things to do, uh, uh, 100 places to visit, 100 events, uh, whatever comes to mind uh, about maple in the fall, what can we attach one of those to and make it part of the 100? And the reason it's bigger and better this year than ever is that we've reached 100. Oh, <laughs> that's wonderful. through the pandemic and uh, other reasons to get to 100 uh, participants, and this year we did it. Correct. Well, congratulations. Well, that's such a, it's a fun event. When I read about it, I said, oh, I've got to uh, get in touch with you guys to see if we could talk about it. Cause, uh, first of all, I didn't know it had anything to do with Route 100. Bruce and I took a motorcycle ride on Route 100, which is Vermont's scenic route. It's advertised yeah. as such, and they're not kidding. Um, it's yeah, a, it's a beautiful. great ride, but a hundred events. Oh. Yeah. You know, the hundred became, you know, 100 things to do. It could have been, right. I, I even, thought that maybe, you know, throwing a few recipes there might be a great thing. Um, uh, I think what the congratulations goes to all the participants, the vendors, the, the folks in the Maple 100 program really worked hard to pull together 100 opportunities for folks uh, who are visiting Vermont to experience Maple this fall. That's really great. Anything stand out to you without uh, a singling, perhaps one one um, business over another, but anything stand out to you as being unbelievable and just fantastic? Well, I, I one of the things that jumped out to me is that I'm I'm not a drinker, but I love beer. Uh, <laughs> there is a Queechee. I'm going to try and find it here. Um, in the section on the Vermont Maple 100, there's the events section. In that, you, you scroll down, and there is 
events that are happening in September, and then there's events that are happening in October. And one of the events promotes a new launch of a ale, maple amber ale, oh. um, and that is happening at the Kuichi Gorge State Park. So it's kind of combining two great things, or three, you know, maple and beer, and then our state parks. And um, that uh, apparently that ale is going to be available at the state parks or the Kuichi State Park for a while, if not uh, indefinitely. Uh, but it's celebrating that launch of that new ale, and it's celebrating our state parks. Now, there's a combination, maple and beer. I'm loving it. Well, my my taste goes to maple and bacon. I mean, putting thick uh, bacon in the oven with maple syrup on it. Yes. My family rented a place um, in Vermont. We were living in New Jersey at the time in Vermont, and there was a a, a town store, uh, a local grocery store downtown, and we would get this thick bacon, stick it in the oven with maple syrup yep. on it, and it was to die for. So that's yep. well. Then I'm looking to maple apple crisp isn't too bad either. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't it go with? That's the question. Well, exactly, and I, I don't think people people should be aware of that and think about it because, um, <laughs> and there, and you're right. It's did they ever change? You know, we had uh, B D, we had label. They wanted to change the labeling and call it sugar. And did did have we changed anything with our maple syrup? Do we still call it uh, A B? No, that labeling system has changed, oh, okay. and I'd have to refresh my memory on what the new system is, but it's not grade A, grade B. Right. Um, I believe it's amber. Uh, there's there, there's names. So there's names. That, oh, okay. Because they yeah. were trying to make it similar or make it mean the same as other blech, as other maple syrups produced by other states like Maine. Yeah. I think that, you know, darker, heavier maple syrup right. is called one thing universally now, but, you know, nobody else can be called Vermont maple other than us, and That's you great. know who's the best. Well, it's a good thing you guys thought about that sugar nonsense, because there's a lot of things that change over time after you eat it in your body, but going down, it tastes darn good as maple syrup, and yes. um, you don't want to mess with that. So is this event, it, I know they had a deadline for... Um, the passport, October 20th, and then there um, there was another thing they talked about. If you visit 12 or more locations, uh, you can turn it in for some sweet Vermont maple swag, and I think that's still ongoing. Um, is there a kickoff and an end date to this event, or is it a 24-7 year-round deal? The Maple Meander passport is a year-round uh, opportunity. Um, there is a date that is, I think October 20th is the date for you to win a prize. So if you submit your Maple Meander passport by October 20th with six locations, um, uh, then you are uh, registered for a prize. The other part is over. If you continue to use your passport, uh, once you visit 12 or more locations, you can turn it for some sweet maple rewards. Mm. Um, I, I'm not part of that effort, so I right. don't know what those rewards might be, but if they're maple, you can't yeah, Exactly. So what, how can you go wrong if it's maple? That's yeah. great. So, all right, so we can pick up these uh, uh, meander passports um, in different places that are participating and um, start working on it. 
Cause that's that's, right. I'm going to get me one. That sounds wonderful. And, and it would that put like you. a great motorcycle ride. Exactly. Well, we're getting a little old for that. I keep, <laughs> I just talked in this segment before a, a woman that I used to ride a motorcycle with called. I said, my problem is if it, if it fell, I used to be able to maybe pick mm-hmm. it up. Now I don't, I would have to walk away and like just leave it there unless some kind person came by. Um, cause <laughs> I, there's no way I'd be able to pick it up anymore. But, um, I just think you all do such wonderful, wonderful things for uh, agriculture in this state. And our farmers, I know I had um, uh, folks on talking about our farmers uh, recovering from the flood. Uh, all we can hope is that people go to farmer's market, buy local, buy from farmers, and um, help them out because they are our life's blood. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. We, we work hard to make sure that all of our farmers are, are represented by the agency in a marketing sense, uh, making yep. sure that we're running programs like the Maple 100 that uh, promote our crops and our um, farmers and producers. And uh, it's, it's extremely important to our, ident- our identity as a state, our heritage, our culture. I mean, any little uh, small maple producer is probably yep. a handed down operation from generations in the family and and those farmers are likely diversifying with maple from another uh, farm product um, at some point in the year so it's a it's just a a great heritage and culture to be part of the uh, agriculture world in Vermont and if you ever think you work hard spend a day with a farmer you might you might change your mind about the definition of work uh, so uh, shout out to them, a shout out to you and everybody in Ag. And thank you for bailing me out today, Scott. I really appreciate it. Hope we see you on Anytime. Saturday. We're going to eat cheese. All right. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. And we're going to eat cheese. See you. Bye. <laughs>